Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. This message is by Andrea Lundstra. Good morning. And if you are here for the first time, you are so very welcome. If you're here for the hundreds of time, you're also so very welcome. It's a good day to be alive. Um, so my name is Andrea and I'm just um, happy to talk to you about someone I very much love. It's not Kai, I love him very much, but I'm going to talk about Jesus this morning. Jesus is the one we worship and is the one we are all love. Now, there are some children in this room and there are, that's Millie, hello Millie. There is Wyatt, hello Wyatt. Hi. And there is Lily, hello. Now, could you all actually come forward? Because I am going to read a book. Do you want to come? Millie, do you want to come with me? I'm going to sit here, and there are going to be some bean bags. Wyatt, you can come as well. Now, this book is, yes, it's for children, but it's also for us adults. Now, just quickly, and... An, first thing of um, what I'm going to talk about. As a church, we're going through Romans. Romans. We've been journeying, journeying through Romans for a long time. Today is Romans 12, verse 1 to 5. Now, what has that got to do with this book? I will tell you all about that. If what, you can come, Lily. That's fine. And if Wai doesn't want to come, that's really okay, because he can actually look at the pictures on the screen and everyone else can also look. So you can come forward, so you can actually look actually what's actually going to be on here. So everyone, you can just enjoy the story too. The story is, you are special. And it's called, it's, it's talks, do you know this book? Oh, you do know, do you know this book? Okay, do you like this book? Okay, good. It's actually a very, very nice book. Even when I was reading, I was like, oh, wow. It's just, it's just very good. Who knows this book? Oh, Holly knows? Sophie? Okay, after this, you will all know the book. Oh, Sharon and Sarah, very nice. So, the Wemmicks were small wooden people carved by a woodworker named Eli. Each Wemmick was different. Some had big noses, others had large eyes, some were tall, and others were short. Each Wemmick had a box of golden stars, star stick, oh, had a box of golden star stickers and a box of grey dot stickers. The, the wooden people went around the village sticking stars or dots on one another. The pretty ones got stars, Wemmicks with rough wood or chip paint got dots. The talented ones got stars. Some could jump over tall boxes or sing very, very pretty songs. Others, though, could do little. They got dots. Punchinello, I needed to think how to spell or how to say this name, but you say Punchinello, I think. Punchinello was one of these. He tried to jump high like others, but he always fell. So the Wemmicks would give him dots. When he tried to explain why he had fallen, he would say something silly. And the Wemmicks would give him more 
dots. He deserves lots of dots, the wooden people would say. After a while, Punchinello believed them. I'm not a good wemmick, he decided, so he, he stayed inside most of the time. When he did go outside, he hung around other wemmicks who also had lots of dots. He felt better around them. One day, he met a different kind of wemmick named Lucia. She had no dots, no stars. The wemmicks admired Lucia for having no dots, so they would give her a star, but it would fall off. Others gave her a dot for having no stars, but that wouldn't stick either. How did that happen? Hmm. That's the way I want to be, told Punchinello. So he asked Lucia how she did it. It's easy, she replied. Every day I visit Eli the woodcarver. Why? You'll find out if you go and see him. Then Lucia turned and skipped away. But will he want to see me? Punchinello wondered. Later, at home, he sat and watched the wooden people giving each other stars and dots. It's not right, he muttered to himself, and he decided to go and see Eli. Punchinello walked up the narrow path and stepped into Eli's shop. His eyes grew big. The stool was as tall as he was. He had to stretch on tiptoe to see the top of the workbench. Oh, Punchinello swallowed hard. I'm not staying here. But then he heard his name. Punchinello! The voice was deep and strong. How good to see you. Come, let me have a look at you. Punchinello looked up. You know my name? Of course! I made you. Eli picked him up and set him on the bench. Looks like you've been given some bad marks, said the maker. I, I didn't mean to, Eli. I really, really tried hard. Punchinello, I don't care what the other Remics think. You don't? No, you shouldn't either. What they think doesn't matter. All that matters is what I think. And I think you are very special. Ha! <laughs> Punchinella laughed. Me? Special? Why? I'm not very talented and my paint is peeling. Why do I matter to you? Eli spoke very slowly. Because you are mine. That is why you matter to me. Punchinello didn't know what to say. Every day I've been hoping you would come, Eli explained. I came because I met Lucia, said Punchinello. Why don't the stickers stay on her? The maker spoke softly. Because she has decided that what I think is more important than what others think. The stickers only stick if you let them. What? The stickers only stick if they matter to you. The more you trust my love, 
the less you care about the stickers. I'm not sure I understand. Eli smiled. You will, but it will take time. For now, come to see me every day and let me remind you how much I care. Eli lifted Punchinello off the bench and set him on the ground. Remember, Eli said as Punchinello was leaving, you are special because I made you and I don't make mistakes. Punchinello didn't stop, but in his heart, he thought, I think he really, really means it. And when he did, a dot fell to the ground. And that was the end of that story. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. So for you children, I have got this. And it says on here, can you read it? Very true. I am special. So I'm going to give that one, one to you and one to you. And you're going to draw yourself. Um, why? You're going to have one too. No, Lily will give one to you. And you can draw yourself and just write on there, why are you special? What is it that makes Lily special? Exactly, you're caring. That makes Lily very special. Millie, what makes you special? You're very loving. Exactly. That is what Millie makes special. And Wyatt, something makes him special too. Why, does, why is Wyatt special? He's very nice. Exactly. So what are you going to do? You're going to sit at your table and, yeah, Kai will give you some felt tips and maybe Sharon can help you or Sharon or someone can help you with it. And just draw yourself and write some things on there. Okay? And then you can listen to me because I'm going to talk a bit more. Is that okay? And then maybe at the end, do you want to show everyone how you've drawn it? Yeah? Great. You can also sit here if you want to, but you can also sit at the table, that's fine. Now I am gonna um, talk to you. Did you like this story? Yeah, it's beautiful, is it? It's something special, it's something unique, and especially the last sentence, and one dot fell off. You know, it's like, wow. So I'm going to um, then relate this to um, Romans 12, uh, 1 to 5. Uh, we've been um, living, not really living in, but we've been reading Romans 1 to 11. Jane has done amazing messages about the Jews and the Gentiles from Romans 9 to 11. Um, and really emphasising that the Jews aren't forgotten they are very important, and um, she just explained a lot about that. And then uh, Romans 12, from Romans 12 onwards, um, Paul, who was the writer of this book, clearly explains um, what the Jew, or how the Jew and the Gentile should live. Now, Romans 12, 1 to 5 is a part of it, but next week someone else will talk about the rest of Romans 12. And literally, if you want to read Romans 12 this week, it's an incredible chapter where each verse you can do a message about. And it's like, wow. So um, I'm going to start 
um, in Romans 12, verse 1. I'm going to read first, the first, first, first five verses. Wow. First five verses. <laughs> That's lots of and verse. Okay. Uh, Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. I'm going to go verse by verse. And I'm just going to explain part of each of those verses. And I felt that God was saying something through the verses to you. And maybe you get other things out of those verses. And it doesn't matter. But I just want to share God's heart this morning to you. So verse 1 says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy... Now, I love, I, I was a bit meditating on this in view of God's mercy. You know, in this book about Punchinello, he was on Eli's workbench and he saw that Punchinello had marks. The few of Eli that he had of Punchinello was, oh, bless you. He didn't reject Punchinello. He didn't say, oh, Punchinello, you, your marks are too bad. No, no, he loves Punchinello. And Punchinello was on his workbench. And, and Eli, the maker, looked at Punchinello with eyes of mercy. You know, and we are, as people, when we worship, when we are in his throne room, we come to God in view of his mercy. You know, like when you take a picture with your phone, like you want to capture a picture because it's beautiful, it's wonderful. Now, when you are in a throne room, when you are before God, he wants to capture you. He wants to get your attention because he loves, the maker loves to meet with the ones he made. You are made, we are all, and we know it's basics, but he looks at you with eyes of mercy. Anthony, he looks with you with eyes of mercy, with eyes of love. Terry, when you stand before the throne room of God, and right now, God looks at you with eyes of mercy, with eyes of love. You know, it's not like, God, can you be merciful? God, can you be gracious? No, 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 it's not even a question. He has his eyes of mercy upon you. When you've messed up, when you have lots of dots, when you have lots of stars, doesn't matter. His eyes are looking at you with eyes of mercy. And I love this. Like, you know, when you sit and think, oh God, you're looking at me with eyes of mercy. Sarah, and he looks at you with eyes of mercy. You don't have to beg him. Can you be gracious? Can you be this? No, eyes of mercy are just like streaming upon you. And 
it's like that's who he is to all of us. It's like this beautiful, merciful eyes. And it says to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, worship is giving God all he is worth. You know, it's giving him, giving him our heart, our life. It's not just when we worship in, in, in the worship with our hands held high. And maybe you think, what are we doing? Why is your hand this? Why, why is someone sitting? You know, when we worship God, we give him what he is worth. And when we're worshiping, we are looking in his eyes, in his view. He's looking at us. And we are looking at him. Now, worship is not just, and we said it this morning in the prayer meeting that Monica led, and it was just really good. I know worship is not just turning up at church and worship with songs. Like this morning, Tom was setting up chairs. Terry was doing the tables. Monica doing the teas and coffees. You know, that is worship. That's worship, that's giving God space, that is giving, serving God, that is helping to make that happen, to helping to make happen that you get a drink, you know, that you have a seat, that you have a table to sit at. Now that is worship and everything you do in the week, you know, are we worshipping God or are we doing it for ourselves? Are you going to your work and think, oh, I just do it. But let your work be worship. You know, whatever, if we talk with a husband and he's very, um, a bit irritating that day or your child is a bit irritating the day, how do we respond? Let that be worship. Let our hearts be worship because God is viewing. You know, it's like, I love that phrase of, in view of God's mercy, you work. In view of God's mercy, you grumble. In view of God's mercy, you go on your bike and, and cycle. Through. It's all in his view. He doesn't miss out on you. He doesn't leave you separated. It's in view of his mercy. And he wants us. What does he see? That was what I was thinking. Like, what does he see when he looks at you? You know, what? How, how is your sacrifice to God? Is it 50%? Is it 70%? Is it 100%? You know, how do we give ourselves as a living sacrifice? Are we saying, God, here is my heart, but not that. Oh, but not that. Are we a bit shy? That's okay. And um, Punchinella was shy when he went on Eli's workbench. He was shy, but he did go. And I want you to, this morning I had in the prayer meeting, come to the throne room. You know, come to Eli's workbench. Don't be shy. If you've been shy, it's okay. But just take that bold step. Take that step. God, here am I. You know, and like Punchinello. He, he, was, he needed to be carved. He needed to be molded. But we're going to go in that in, in a second. But I, I really wanted you to, to, to know what you do is worship, you know? And how does God see that? He sees it in the view of his mercy. But what do you present? Is it half-hearted? If it, is it full-hearted? Is it not? I want to leave that one with you. But also in John 4.23, it says, a time is coming. The scripture is not going to come up because I didn't have it, um, if it's, but that's fine. But a time is coming and it's already here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit from the heart, the inner self. God is interested about your heart and your inner self. 
not the outward, not the, not the how you look like. It's all about the heart and in truth. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. The Father wants you to be a worshipper wherever you are or whatever you do. And then let's go to um, verse 2. I just need some water. Could I have some water? <laughs> Thank you. I love this. Verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. And in this verse, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. What is the world wanting from us? What is the pattern of the world? I wrote some things down. In, in the, the pattern of the world, in the days of Romans, it was people were robust. They were proud. They're walking around. Like, I know it. I reject those and I accept them. You know, he, they, were, they were feisty people. That was in the Roman time. But what's the pattern of the days that we are living in now? We know the pattern is not the best pattern. We see it on TV, we see it in our workplace. And a lot of the things is we're comparing ourselves with that one on the media, on social media, on, um, on the TV. And, and we as Christians, we have to be so careful to not go into that pattern of, oh yeah, I want to actually be like that person. Or I want to I wanna live like that person. Or I want to look as good as that person. It's like, no, do not. Do not. And some of us need to hear a do not. Do not go and talk with that colleague about the other. Do not talk about that person. Do not be worried because that is also a pattern of the world. To be worried, to think, oh no, how can I solve this? Oh no, how can I do this? And it's like, do not. And when I was praying, I really felt that I had to say this over you. Some of you just need to hear, do not. Do not be afraid. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be worried. Do not. Do not talk about others. Do not gossip. Do not conform to your colleague who thinks you need to do that. And it was like, like a thing in the spirit. Where I'm like, no, do not. Please do not. Like God just begging you, to, please don't. Because the world does want you to conform, but the world needs the truth. They need, and it says it, do be, be conformed. Do not be conformed, but, let me go, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I looked at this word transformed, which actually means metamorphosis. Thank you, Jesus, I said it right, because I was looking on Google Translate yesterday. How do I say metamorphosis? And I was like, what are you doing? Just need to hear how you actually say metamorphosis. So metamorphosis, you know, um, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's actually, um, I'm going to read it out. Let God transform you. Let God have a metamorphosis by the renewing of your minds. Renewing 
is a renewal or change of heart and life. It comes from a Greek word, anakanyo something, which means renovation. So it's metamorphosis and renovation. God wants to give you a metamorphosis and a re renovation. You know, he, and yes, you think, oh, I've been a Christian all my life, or I know what, what it means to be renewed by the, by God is that no, no, no. God wants to even re renew your mind again and again and again because we are never perfect. We are never having the perfect minds. And it's like He wants to do a metamorphosis on you. How does that work? We go back to Punchinello every day. Just go on His workbench, just come in a throne room. God wants to renew something. In your own heart. And maybe you think, oh, yeah. Like, for example, Tom is very good at whatever it's called. Upholstery. Upholstery. Thank you. But God wants to even transform that. He wants to make him even better. And he wants to even renew that. Jan, you're very good in encouraging. He wants to even do that more and more and more. He wants to renew you. Andrew, you couldn't speaking, you couldn't communicate. He wants to re-transform, re he wants to metamorphose you. <laughs> Do a metamorphosis on you in those things. You know, it's not just, yeah, I have had my metamorphosis already when I became a Christian. No, no, no. Every day he wants to give you something new and renew you. Let's not be the people of, I've been to church 35 years, I know it all together and I know the scriptures by heart. No, God wants to have you on his workbench and just mold you, chip you, do this, do that. Don't be afraid to be on his workbench. Don't be afraid. I think, Tim, you know exactly what the workbench is. You know, be on his workbench. Just, just open yourself to him. He is there and wants to mold you even more and more. And it's for everyone. You know, it's like it's amazing that God wants to renew and transform and do a metamorphosis on, on us all. Do we, do we get it? Yeah? Thank you. And also, like, do not conform. I was, when I... Yeah, I, I have 10 more minutes, uh, everyone, and I also had a response time. How are we all going to do this? But just keep, keep with me, okay? Um, so, um, yeah, so do not be conform, or do not conform to the pattern of this world. And I had this word, just arise. You know, people arise. People arise. You know, arise in your workplace, arise in your home. Do not conform, do not, but just arise and, and have yourself going on that workbench and having um, that renewing of your mind. In, and then I had this phrase actually, interpret your life through the, through the lens, through the view of God, rather through experience, words from others. Because some people can transform your mind. They can say, blah, 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 blah. Da, 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 and that can, that can be in your head and you believe that like yeah. Punchinello did and actually God wants to take those dots off and he wants that you view how you are through his lens who you are through his lens and then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is 
And I really liked it. I had to think about it a bit because how, how do you know what the will of God is? Now, if you know that you are in view of God's mercy, if you know that your mind is set on God in whatever you do, you will know when you're out of source. You will know when your peace isn't there. You know, you will know, like I know, if, I, if we need to make a decision or something and, and we're out of peace, I know then that's not the will of God because God always, he doesn't want me to conform. He doesn't want me to be, oh, not in peace. He wants me to be in peace. So to be in his will is to be in his peace, to know his peace and to follow his peace. And that is, then it's really like, what is God's will? Sometimes we just have to make a decision and see, have you got peace? Have you not got peace? Am I out of source? Am I, am I out, of, out of it? You know, and, and if you live in the identity that God has given you, you know, okay, yeah, God, I will just follow that peace then. Hmm, or no, I, d- I don't actually. That seems a bit contradiction to actually what people want me to, but in the inner side, you have the peace. Follow the peace. Follow the peace. Like in decisions, Caroline, follow the peace. Just follow the peace. Whatever decision you need to make, just follow the peace. And if there's no peace, then you have to turn another way or make another decision. And you will know his good, perfect, pleasing will. Because if you, if you follow the line of God, and it's not always with the peace. It's also sometimes God says something. Sometimes like, oh, wow, that's what I need to do. And you know it. But sometimes we just have to follow the peace. And don't be afraid to follow, follow the peace. Okay, that's that one. First, first three, let's go to first three. This is also interesting. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. How do we think about ourselves? When you look in the mirror... What do you think? Some people think, oh, I don't like myself. But maybe you think, oh, wow, I love how I look like, which is a good thing. But, you know, like, sometimes we can be a bit proud. Or sometimes we can be a bit more, we've given ourselves stars and big stars. I'm good at this. I can do it. Nothing wrong with that. But if it comes out of pride, if it comes out of look at me. No, God wants you to think. And then it says, this is very interesting with sober judgment. God doesn't want you to look and walk around sad. So I told God, what are you saying about sober judgment? Because sober is a bit sober. I looked in the Greek and actually sober, uh, sober mind means, let me exercise self-control. How, how, how good is that? So think about yourself with self-control. You have been given a mind that can direct your thinking. 
And you can think about yourself with self-control and says also says uh, self-control and a sound mind. Think about yourself with a sound mind. Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think too lowly of yourself. And when you look at the queen, she had a life of service, but she never went around proud. But how did she become great? Just by li doing little small things. They were actually big things. How do you become great? Just by doing little small big things. That's greatness. It's not walking around, look at me. It's doing the little things for your neighbor. It's doing the little things for your family, friend, whoever. That's greatness. You don't need to have a massive whatever uniform on with a hat or whatever. Greatness is doing the small things for someone that don't know or finds it tricky. That's the same with the queen. The queen opened homeless centers or she opened um, community centers. Now, wasn't that, was that a big, big thing? It was a small thing, but it helped so many people. Now, we can do the same. We will never be like the queen because that will never be like that, you know? But we can do small things. You can do small things. And don't be afraid to step out to do small things. And then also, this is, um, uh, it says, in, um, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. God has given us all faith. He has given us, you know, like there's a, there's a, a swimming pool with so much water and it's a never-ending water. Or the sea is never-ending water. God has given you never-ending faith. Now, that doesn't, sometimes you feel like I don't have any faith. But Jesus said always in Mark, in Luke, in John, in the Gospels, I see your faith. And according to your faith, I am healing you. According to your faith, I do this. It's according to your faith. Now, some of us think, oh, no, I don't have a lot of faith. But you only need to have faith as small as a mustard seed. And God is the author and perfecter of your faith. You know, so don't think, oh, I don't have, I have little, little, little or none faith at all. God has distributed faith to each one of us. Do we believe that? Yeah? Yeah, amen. Yeah, and if, if, if it's a hard going journey because you are not seeing someone healed, it's a hard going journey because you're not seeing someone saved, Keep having that little faith because God sees your faith. And one day it will be time that God will fulfill and answer your prayers. So keep on, okay? He has distributed faith to you. And also, like, um, when you um, uh, think about this, uh, the, the first or actually the story where Jesus distributed the five bread or the five loaves and the two fish, you know, it was just five bread loaves and two fish but it was multiplied and multiplied and multiplied it was more than enough and God wants to multiply your faith God wants to multiply what you have in your own hands and he wants to multiply and multiply and multiply because that is our God Amen Amen Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith Podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you 
For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.